Welcome to Daily Defining Moments. This is Pastor Allen, and it's great to have you with me. Our goal each day is to help you open the Bible and connect with Jesus. Remember, before I begin my day, God has something to say. We're reading through the New Testament portion of the one-year Bible in the New Living Translation. Today is March 11th, and we are in Mark chapter 15. Beginning in verse 15, the Bible says this, To pacify the crowd, Pilate ordered that Jesus be flogged with a lead-tipped whip. Then they turned him over to the Roman soldiers to be crucified. The soldiers took Jesus into the courtyard of the governor's headquarters and called out the entire regiment. They dressed him in a purple robe, and they wove thorn branches into a crown and put it on his head. Then they saluted him and taunted, Hail, King of the Jews! And they struck him on the head with a reed, stick, spit on him, and dropped to their knees in mock worship. When they were finally tired of mocking him, they took off the purple robe and put his own clothes on him again. Then they led him away to be crucified. Can you imagine being there that day and watching as Jesus was wrongfully accused, rejected, humiliated, and then tortured, beaten, struck in the head, this crown of thorns pressed into his brow to see him mocked and humiliated? I can't imagine. I guess every parent seeing this would wonder, God, how could you possibly let this happen. You know, I think there have probably been many times when we felt that way. When we're looking at our circumstances and we're going through something painful and we find ourselves asking the question, God, how could you let this happen? Well, as we've said before, of course, God gives us free will and the players in this story have the freedom to do what they want. But yet God works even in their bad, evil choices, to produce something beautiful and good. In the torture and the crucifixion of Jesus, we see God's love on full display. In Romans 5, 8, the Bible says, God demonstrated his love for us in this. While we were yet sinners, Christ died. He was tortured. He was humiliated for us. Not only that, the Bible says that by his stripes, through his suffering, he purchased our healing. And then ultimately, it was his death on the cross that paid for our sin. God was working through the evil choices, decisions, behavior of men in order to produce something good and eternal and glorious. And there's a lesson there for us to learn. So many times when we're going through difficulty in the moment, we find ourselves asking, God, how could you let this happen? In the moment, it's hard to see how anything positive could come from something so evil. But often in time, we can look back and see God's redemptive work through our pain, through our suffering, producing something good in our lives. When I think about my own story, 
I can't think of a single positive thing that has ever taught me much or produced good character in my life. But it's also true, I can't think of a single bad thing that's happened to me that didn't produce good in my life. It reminds me of the promise in Romans 8, 28. God works in all things for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Listen, no matter what you're going through today, God is present, God is at work, and if we'll keep our heart open and instead of being angry at our circumstances, invite God to show us where is he? What is he doing? What is he trying to teach me? What is he trying to free me from. I'm part of a larger story, and I'm learning to trust God in it. In fact, sometimes I find myself praying, and I know this is a difficult prayer. God, my life is yours. My family is yours. Obviously, the ministry is yours. My time is yours. It all belongs to you. And if taking my life, if my suffering somehow benefits your kingdom, my life belongs to you. It reminds me of what Paul says in Romans 12, verse 1, present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. God, my life belongs to you. Do what benefits your kingdom because all of this is temporary and I will spend eternity with you. Jesus in this moment is living with an eternal perspective. Mary, his mother, is living with an eternal perspective and desperately hanging on to the promises of God. Three days later, they see the wisdom, the beauty, the glory of the gospel story come into life when Jesus was risen from the dead. And in the very same way as we learn to trust God, out of our suffering and out of our crisis and out of our difficulty, we begin seeing God work redemptively to produce something beautiful and glorious that builds our faith and transforms our character and prepares us for our future and destiny. The question is, can we trust him? I don't want to make light of your circumstances. Our suffering is very real. The pain that many of us have experienced, maybe you're experiencing right now, is real. I'm simply inviting you to invite Jesus in it, to find Jesus in it, to learn from Jesus in what you're going through and trust. He will work redemptively to produce something good in your life. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person listening today. God, their pain is real. I'm so grateful for the promise in Scripture in Hebrews 4, 15, and 16. It says, We don't have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but one who has been tempted, one who has suffered, one who has struggled in every way just as we have suffered. Therefore, we can run to the throne of grace to receive help and mercy in our time of need. God, I pray for every person. Give them the faith to keep their heart open to run into your throne of grace to receive help and mercy in this moment, in their time of need. And God, we trust you to work in all of our circumstances to produce something good in our life that brings you glory and that blesses each one of us. God, we love you. We trust you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Well, thanks again for joining me today. I hope you have a great day. Remember, 
before I begin my day, God has something to say. We'll see you again tomorrow.